Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Five Questions with Dr. K. Welcome to today's podcast. You are listening to Five Questions with Dr. K. I'm your host, Erica Kelly, and I'm so glad you're listening with us today. So we have a great guest that's in store to tell you his story and what makes him an extraordinary individual. He's a gentleman that is a principal at a local school in my community, but not just that. He is currently the principal of the year for the state of Louisiana. I'm talking about none other than Dr. Eric Davis. How you doing? I'm, I'm great, Miss Kelly. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule. I know you're in high demand right now. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I really appreciate it. So I want to begin by saying, you know, we go way back. Yes, ma'am. Not just you know junior high, high school, middle school. We go all the way back to Little Flower Academy, kindergarten. Kindergarten, yes ma'am. <laughs> I've been on yes, you a long time. long time. Yes. Thank but, you. But tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, and your family. Um, I grew up uh, here in Monroe. Monroe is my home uh, in the Booker T community. Um, wonderful parents growing up. I uh, went to, I graduated from Carroll High School in Monroe. Uh, in 92 and went on to go to Miles College, um, Birmingham, Alabama. I got a basketball scholarship there, so I went and played ball there and came back home and started, you know, started trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. So I thought I was going to be a corporate America guy. Really? You sit behind yeah. the desk with the shirt and the tie yeah. and things like that. I had it all mapped out. Uh, had an opportunity to go to law school and passed it up. Um, I just was kind of tired of schooling, so I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Okay. And so I came back home and, and kind of got kind of started a family before I got into exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, so my background simply is uh, I come from a two-parent home. Mm -hmm. I had challenges, you know, growing up in the neighborhood that right. I did. Yes. Um, but. I had wonderful friends, I had wonderful uh, adults in the community that didn't let me get in trouble, yeah. kind of steered me away from the streets, mm -hmm. and now I understand everything that they did then, yeah, yeah. I understand now, is the reason, you know, uh, that has kind of shaped who I am right now. Yeah, okay, well good, good, good. Now my next question is, how did growing up in Northeast Louisiana shape the man you've become? You talked a little bit about people that surrounded you. But tell me about how just being in this place versus being someplace else. You know, you could have, uh, you know, definitely had other opportunities. I'm sure your parents could have right. raised you someplace else. But how did that shape you into the man you are today? Well, um, I was, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, you only know what you're taught. Exactly. So my mom and my dad, always, they've never taught me to see color or mm -hmm. look down on people with disabilities or, you know, I was taught to respect everyone mm -hmm. and things like that. But as I became older, mm -hmm. I encountered some things, some discriminatory things mm -hmm. as, a, as, a, as a black male that I didn't understand. Yeah. Even as a child, sometimes I was teased because it's color of my skin, because mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a dog man. Yeah, Melanie is popping. It's <laughs> I'm popping. a dog man, so <laughs> my mom would always come back and encourage me about those things. Um, but it allowed me to become aware 
of where I am to understand, you know, that what I've learned and, and that I shouldn't grow up with any biases. Exactly. I should always stay even keel, despite what the things that I've experienced. That doesn't mean that everyone is like that. True. So Northeast Louisiana gets you ready for any place in America. Exactly. It's, it's diverse on either side. Yeah. Uh, you know how to interact with people. Mm -hmm. uh, you know when the vibe is bad. Yeah. You know, you're not led astray or you're, you're not fooled about anything because you see it from every angle mm -hmm. and I think it may be being selfish but I think you only get that in Northeast Louisiana I feel that way too it's a very special and unique place I right think. um if you go down to South Louisiana it's not the same experience it's not, it's not. as you do up here yeah uh so it really prepares you now it could go either way yeah it could it, 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 could, it could it could prepare you to be uh, bias toward a certain race yeah. or or it can teach you to do right by all people mm -hmm. you know so mm -hmm. but it depends on that support system that you got around you yeah uh, that, that would do that because you know it's, it's some families you know both black and white who would say just don't associate with them right because exactly. they are who they are right you know but I wasn't raised like that so I'm, 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 I'm kudos to my parents yeah, for that. yeah excellent excellent okay so let's talk about how you got into education you talked about how you had opportunities to be a lawyer possibly to work in the business sector but why education because let me tell you why this question is important to me as i think back to our lives growing up in monroe city schools we are products of yes. the monroe city school system yes it works yes it, yes. <laughs> it yes. does work yes but i can only name two black males in my entire experience one was a gentleman by the name of mr nelson that worked at a school called clark Mm -hmm. And the other one was Leonard Clark mm -hmm. at Carroll Junior High. Mm -hmm. Two men, black men, that was it. And so mm -hmm. being a black male in education, talk about how you got into it and, you know, a little bit about possibly the importance of that. Um, I had no aspirations of becoming an educator. Mm -hmm. None. Right. Absolutely none. When I got back from college, I got directly into sales. I got okay. into automobiles. Well, I started... Uh, selling vacuum cleaners. Really? I was a representative for Electrolux. I don't wow. even know if Electrolux still around. <laughs> um, then I got into car sales. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but I knew I always wanted to coach. Okay. I always knew that. And I had a plan that I would work and maybe around 35 or so I'd get into coaching mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh, what I didn't know was that in order to coach, you got to teach. Yes, you do. So uh, I made the decision in 97 to go and to teach. My, actually, my first job was at Bastrop High School. Was it? Um, wow. I, I got into it. I liked it. Mm -hmm. I did know that teaching was, I was not going to teach for 20 or 30 years. Yeah. I knew I wasn't going to be in the classroom like that. Yeah. I knew that. Uh, so I, I was only in the classroom maybe seven years, six years. Okay. Before I moved into administration. What subject did you teach? I had special ed. Okay. Uh, I had world geography. Okay. Uh, when I came to Carroll, I got into business. Okay. I did a little algebra. Okay. So I was kind of a little diverse. Yeah, I like that. Um, and so, but I got into it and I began to like it. Mm. But, you know, and, and then, you know, the ultimate goal was to, uh, you know, me and a couple of friends, coaching friends, we were all at the same school. Mm-hmm. 
we decided that, you know, let's get this masters. You never know where it lead us exactly. to. Okay. And um, so let me let me go back to that. So because this is a pivotal moment, mm -hmm. the people that you associated with had a mindset to yes. do well, yes. and that influenced you. Yes, and we all did it together. Wow. You know, we were, I can remember at Carroll coaching, leaving the practice field mm -hmm. for five thirty, six o'clock. Sweaty and all, yeah. heading to class. Wow! Trying to get, trying to get the class. Mm -hmm. We was in that master's program. Mm -hmm. Now at that time, it was to get the masters to say you had the masters. Right. Still wasn't any aspirations to be a principal. Okay. Even though that was in the back. Of yeah, my mind, as, but, as a possibility. But yeah. I could have stayed and coached and been fine. Mm -hmm. You know, the Lord always got a way of changing trajectory. He does. You know, does. when you think that this is your plan, he kind of laughs at your plan. Yeah. And said, this is what I want you to be. But I did not want to be, I had no plans of doing this at all. Okay. It just kind of happened. Happened. Wow. Right. Okay, all right, so good. And let's talk a little bit about being the principal of the year for the state, which is an awesome, mm -hmm. awesome honor. When you got that honor, I tell you, I know you were happy, your family was happy, but for all of those people who knew you win, it meant so much to us. Mm -hmm. We're so proud of you. And then as an African-American male, for me, you're dispelling stereotypes. And I love that. Mm -hmm. So I want you to talk a little bit about that and also this. Okay. As a principal, and or I should say for me as a teacher, working with a principal who has high expectations, I know that you can't do that by yourself. Right. You have to have a great staff. So right. yes, the accolades go to you for the leadership. Right. But you would have never got there without your staff. Right. So talk about what that honor means and okay. then how your staff supported you in getting it. Right. I um if you got a chance to listen to my speech, it was a it was a moment for Monroe. It, really it didn't matter whether 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 yes. you're a Washita Parish school yes. system person, it was for uh, it was for the city of Monroe, yes, it was. and I said it. I said this is an opportunity for me to put Monroe on the map, mm -hmm. and I was proud to be a resident of Monroe, Louisiana. Yes, yes, yes. That was the biggest thing that I got out of all of it because, you know, we don't have a lot of accolades no, that don't. come from our area. That was a big deal. Um, even going through the little competition part of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got principal of the year for the district. Okay, right. that's good. Right. Well, you know, it's on to the next. And I just kind of, okay, it's an award. I'm mm -hmm. good, mm -hmm. fine. Because, you know, district staff was like, Dr. Davis, you got your application in? I said, y'all, I'm going to do it. I promise you I'm going to do it. And I waited to the last minute. Didn't know how much it encompasses yeah. that I had to do to get it in. Mm -hmm. So when I finally got it in, you know, you get the word a month later or so that you semi-finalist. Yeah. I still was like, okay. Didn't expect to win. Wow. I mean, you know, but then when I was named a finalist, yeah, I was the only male out of nine. Yeah. It was eight females and I was the only male. And at that moment, I knew mm. that this is something powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Something powerful. And then, of course, you go through the process, you go through the final interview. And uh, when I say this, I hope people don't, I'm not being arrogant or braggadocious, mm -hmm. but as as we were leading up to to the awards, and they gave us a little, you know, what they expect in the interview, they, and, they, and they tell you, you need to go ahead and write your acceptance speech, you need to go mm -hmm. ahead and do those things. Prepare. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, as sure as I'm talking to you right now, the Lord was like, go ahead and write the speech. Wow. I wrote the speech, and I wrote it in purple ink, and I had it with me. Yeah. But... He allowed two things to happen that 
I knew I was going to win. Mm. So I wasn't shocked. Okay, okay. First thing was, we're going through the rehearsals, and a guy comes up to me. I don't know his name. I don't know him. Never met him. Uh-huh. And he says something. He said, man, this this, this for you, man, is going to be... It's going to be a great opportunity, you know, about it. I'm like, did he just tell me I won? Yeah. I don't think he realized what he was saying. Yeah. You know, because we're, we're sworn to secrecy. Exactly. exactly. Second thing was I decided to change the shirt that I wanted to wear. Okay. So I went to the mall. Uh-huh. And uh, I look at these stores. I always shop at either Belka Dillard's. I mm-hmm. never shop at Macy's. Never. Never. Okay. I go in Macy's. Okay. So I go in Macy's. There's a lady there, older lady. She sees a shirt that I have on, uh-huh. and she said, "Oh, when is the thing?" I said, "Well, it's it's tonight." She said, "There was a young man that came in here that bought a tuxedo from us, and he said that his brother was a finalist for the Prince of the Year." I said, "That's me. That's the moment I knew I had won." Wow, it was kind of a confirmation for you. I knew it. It wasn't yeah. a doubt. Yeah. So I was just as calm. At the thing, you know, and when they, you know, of course, all my family was excited, yeah, but I yeah. knew it. I knew it. Wow. Yeah. Well, I tell you, when they announced and they put it everywhere, I just, I was so elated. Just so happy. I just feel like it couldn't have come to a better person. But again, going back to that, you would have never won an award. Again, I, right. I don't want to discredit you. Because, oh, let me go back to that. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, the leader. Um, when I came, um, I hired an assistant principal. Her name is Roxy Mackins, mm-hmm. very small young lady. Mm-hmm. She came in and uh, she, oh, she was uh, she was very pivotal in what we in what we was trying to accomplish. Okay. And uh, she came in and did her thing, and we all got together collectively. You know, her, myself, the staff, staff bought into what mm-hmm. we were trying to do, and the students as well. Students bought in yeah. as well, and and we 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 did some some miraculous. Things yes, we, we 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 made history here, and so far we've been able to maintain it. But everybody bought in. Mm-hmm. The community bought in. The community is absolutely amazing. Yes. They bought in and uh, they trusted, you know, what we put out there, and uh, and it has worked. Yeah, it has. I'll tell you. So my last question for you, as we think about everything that you become, everything you represent. Going back to this notion that we need more black men to become educators and principals. And again, you stated it was never even your goal. Mm-hmm. And look what God has done for you in your life. Right. And I tell you, you are just a metaphor. You are the representation of, well, if he can do it, and he looks like me, right. I can do it too. Right. So compel some other men that may be listening, black men. Why is it necessary for you to get into education? Right. When, when I decided to get my doctorate, uh, the number one goal for me was okay. I get this other degree; it's gonna boost my salary. Yeah. So that that really was the thinking. Okay. But as I got into it, I'm you know, like, nope. This is to inspire those kids that you see yes. to know that somebody that looks like them yes, yes, yes. can achieve like this. Yes. And it changed my whole perspective on the doctorate. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough black men in education. We don't. And we don't have enough black men in leadership. Right. Right. That understands the culture and what black kids go through. Mm-hmm. I'm in a unique situation. I've even had, you know, white students here as well. Mm-hmm. And we still can affect them in a positive way too. Okay. Exactly. But it comes off better when there's a black male that's not into things that's negative. 
For example, I have uh, one of my students uh, send me a message was uh, talking about, you know, is it true about me leaving uh, and going back to Carol? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, yeah. I said, that's true. Yeah. And uh, they couldn't understand a why. Right, the choices you know, that you made. Yeah, yeah. Then these are this, this, my seniors that just graduated. Yeah, yeah. So I said, well, yeah. I said, well, what you can do for me is mm -hmm. go to school and get that degree. Yes. Do that for me. Yes. And just know that I always love you. Right. I'm always a phone call away. Yeah. And uh, and they know that about me. Yeah. So, you know, all this that happened, that has happened, is, is out of my control. This is a God thing. And as I made the decision and the days I've reflected since then, it was the right decision. Yes, yes. It was the right decision. Well, I concur. Well, as a previous Wiseman graduate. Yes. And uh, again, I was so proud of what you've done for our school and how you've elevated it. But I'm also a person from this community. And I know that Carol needs you. Right. And I hate to see you go, but I'm so excited for what I know God is going to do through you in that school. Yeah. And so my prayers are with you. Our community is going to be behind you 100%. Yeah. And I just look forward to seeing what, what God's going to do through you. And I got to say this, you know, uh, you know, Wiseman High School community has so much class. I've been blown away yeah. of yeah. The, the comments. Yeah. You know. Everything has been positive, you know, and they understand with the decision that was made. Right, exactly. And they appreciated what I've done, what I've tried to do. I gave this place everything that I've had, and I took ownership of it. Yes, you did. And 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 you guys are stiff and will always be family to me. Yes, always. Yes. And so, I just want to say that, man. These, these folks have been absolutely amazing. Well, good. Well, thank absolutely you. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as we get ready to conclude, I'm through with my five questions, but I have to end on this note. Yes. There's no place like home. Right. And for me, in some ways, I feel like you going back to Carroll is like going home. Yeah. So speak to that notion about what it's going to mean for you to go back home to the, the halls you walked. <laughs> you know what I mean? To the place. Yeah. You know, you, you can imagine your thoughts and your dreams when yeah. you were that age, but now yeah. you're going back in a different way to affect it in a different yeah. way. Talk about what that means to you. It, it means a lot because as a little boy, I can remember hearing the band play yes, when I was yes, about yes. seven or eight years old. Yes. You know, never knew where it was coming from. Yeah. And then I started venturing off to when I was around nine, going to football games, going to basketball games, and crossing I, the super to get there. Yeah, and I can remember very vividly <laughs> yeah. sitting at a basketball game on the on the front row by myself, and I saw these guys come out in this warm-up uniform. It was an all-white uniform, had a, a gold bulldog on the back, had dog country going down the side of the pants, mm -hmm. and they warmed, the song that they warmed off of was Atomic Dog. I was sold. Oh. I knew I was going to Carroll High School at that age right there. There's wow. nothing that, you know, because I was actually zoned to go to Neville. Really? In Boogie yeah. T. That's, yeah. that's a strange Yeah, because you were on Powell. On Powell. Yeah. But zone split the, the split wow. Powell. So, but I knew then. Yeah. Uh, but this is the place that made me who yes, I am. Yes. This is the place that raised me. Mm -hmm. This is the place that gave me hope. And so now it's now for me to pay that forward yes. to give them same kids that hope and to uh, to make this place special again. Yeah. You know, we want we want to make it real again. Yeah. Okay, and if someone wants to contact you, maybe they're more interested in your story. Hey, maybe they want to put you on TV. I don't know. <laughs> How can they reach you? 
uh, you know, Facebook is, is Eric Davis, uh, parentheses, Dr. Eric Davis. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Dr. Eric Davis at 2019 L-A-P-O-Y. Uh, you can reach me on those social media sites and um, need to interact. We can interact there. Well, again, congratulations to you, sir. Thank you so much for being with us today. And to our listeners, we want to thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Five Questions with Dr. K. And we hope that you will tune in again next week for another exciting broadcast.